Hello and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence. And it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. And I'm Sean. You were pointing at your chest for a second. Well, I was about to burp. <laughs> I was like, don't do it into oh, the mic. Okay. So I was putting my hand on my chest to try to suppress I see. Uh, whatever would have come out. Smart. Yes, I try. Um, but yes, uh, welcome to the show. We are taping Ooh. this one immediately after the one we just taped last week. Nothing has happened. Yeah, nothing has happened since that, what, 30, 40 minutes ago. Well, I got myself a cup of tea. Yeah, oh, good job. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit. Uh, well, it's, it's really, it's allergy fucking craziness out here. Plus it's, um. It's raining and gross. Yeah, I just don't feel. I mean, I'm kind of feeling a little mad myself. Well, it's weird because it's like every time you know, you know we were not out the vid, about, just meh. We were out and about because we went to uh, see our parents, your parents, the other day. Yes, we we've been reading online that there you can have social bubbles that you socialize with, which means that like you only see those other people, mm-hmm. and they only see you. So. My parents don't see anybody. They are not working. You know, obviously they're retired. We work from home. We don't see anybody. So we decided we could probably safely attempt to see each other. So that's what we tried to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I mean, it seemed to go okay. Well, probably if we do it again, we will not do it for another 14 days. Yeah. Just to verify that everybody's good. Yeah. Um. You know. So we're just trying to. Trying to do the right thing, you know, try to be smart about risks. Yeah. Well, also, it's the same, the same kind of vein. We went to Second and Charles for the first time. Because they were open. In a long time. But they're open and they. Because here in Colorado, everything is starting to open back up. Yeah. I know that's not the case everywhere, but here where we are, everything is starting to op- uh, open back up. But you still have to like practice social distancing and you have to. You know, wear masks and all that sort of shit. Yeah, just wear a fucking mask. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, don't don't go out there and be a jerk and get everybody else sick. It, it's fine. That's the thing. It's not it's, so much that you're like you're. you're it's just a mask. Yourself. It's just a mask, man. Wear a mask. If you have gloves, wear gloves. Yeah, um, we do. Because I have gloves. Yeah. Uh, I've had these gloves because I, I haven't really had a chance to wear them. Yeah. As often, but they're those kind of gloves that you can wear, and they have the thing way that you could touch. You know, use your touchscreen. Right. On your phone. So I've been wearing those. And I just kind of wear those around when I'm handling things. Yeah. You know, in the market or in this case, second to Charles, because, I mean, that's, you know, it's basically a thrift store yeah. of sorts. But it was, you know, it was good just to get out and just kind of see what's going on. But, you know, good with not going back there for a while. Oh, yeah. No. Just, yeah. But, but it was just, you know, it was cool to just get out there. And, you know, you bought some books. I bought some stuff. Yeah. I bought something actually about the history of like. It's called the Ten Cent Plague, and it's about when comics were like a big deal and how they thought they were going to like ruin children. It's kind of the history of that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read I've read parts about that where you know the whole thing with the seduction of the innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just all that history. So yeah, it's uh, I might I might have to get around to reading that. Yeah. Right after I finish reading Dune. Dune, which, which I, I, I bought for you for Christmas. Which you bought for me for Christmas, but I have not read it. I know. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's a big book. It is a very big <laughs> Real book. Real big book. Yeah. 
it's unfortunate because there's a lot of books out there that I would love. To, like I used to have Bret Hart's uh, biography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I bought that for you too. Oh, that's what you did. I did, but I never got around to reading it. Yeah, not that there isn't anything in there that I feel like doesn't get discussed. Right on the regular, I, I've only read like maybe as far as like wrestling biographies go, mm-hmm. a few straight through. Right. Uh, Mick Foley's first one being being one. It's pretty great. I've read Terry Funk's. I think Dusty Rhodes's. Mm-hmm. I've never read, you know, The Rocks or Steve Austin's. Right. Or, you know, Harley. You know, it's a lot of people, though, that I would be interested in reading. I just never got around to. But yeah, but I picked up some stuff. You know, I got myself a, a copy of Thunderblade on Sega Master System, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got myself a Switch because that's right. Yeah, because I've talked about my Switch, obviously. Yes. And so I picked up a SNK 40th anniversary collection for the Switch. I already have it on PS4, but I want to have it on the go. I got WWF Survivor Series or WWE Survivor Series on Game Boy Advance. Because mm-hmm. that should be... That game should suck, but it was five bucks, so why not? And mm-hmm. I also, because what I'm doing, uh, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to figure this out because I'm trying to get more space. I'm trying to get like a actual like extra shelves, yeah, from IKEA. I know, you keep a, trying to schedule a curbside pickup, and they keep getting something. I think what was right this next couple of days is going to be difficult because of the holiday, but right. I'm hoping after that maybe I might build score something, mm-hmm. but. So I'm trying to like create a shelf. I might have talked about. I think I talked about it in one video. Yeah. But you got to do another one of those. Sure. Uh, for my action figures, and uh, talked about getting uh, different action figures for people that I've worked on shows with. So that's that's been kind of fun, and uh, also trying to create some of my favorite, you know, representations of my favorite like teams and people that um, you know, people that I dig. Yeah. And uh, I got, uh, and I normally don't buy them, but I got myself a Funko Pop. The original Human Torch, because the original Human Torch was a part of West Coast Avengers or Avengers West Coast at one point. Um, so, yeah, so I figured I would uh, snap that up, use that one as a representation of my uh, Jim Hammond in my collection. I know there's a version of him that came out in the Invaders Marvel Marvel Universe set a couple of years ago from like San Diego from Comic-Con, STCC, but I... Don't know if I feel like tracking it down, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, fair. Anyways, so yeah, but I'm I'm in the midst of doing that. I I, got, I bought a bunch of other gimmicks too. You know, I've I got myself my because uh, I I think I've just about completed my X Factor collection. I like how I'm just parsing this out. Uh huh. Without care for the listeners and their attention span. Nope, you're just no. trying to work some shit out. Just working shit out. Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, though, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I mean, we talked about it, you know, the, like, like I said, it's been 40 minutes since we had our conversation at the beginning, so. Well, I was going to bring up last. I, we have cats. The news came out recently that Ruby Rose isn't going to be playing Batwoman anymore. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. I didn't really read into why or what, and I was just kind of like, okay. Like, that was kind of the well, end I don't of know if I don't know exactly what the reasons were. I mean, I have a feeling a, a departure like that usually has to do with... Like, creative? Creative or money. Yeah. It's one of those two things. Yeah. At least because of the statement that she released, it sounded like a very positive statement. Yeah. But then again, you know, everybody's kayfabe and everybody, so... Yeah. You know, who knows? But that's... Uh, but that's because it happened, I think, because the show got renewed for a second season. Never seen the first season. Yeah, I They're going to recast her. Uh, but they're also bringing in a version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Uh, Warren Christie has been cast as Bruce Wayne in the CW Batwoman series. I'm getting this from uh, the Comic Factor, which is a 
thing I follow on Instagram. But it's just Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he's actually going to be Batman. I mean, look, they brought in a Superman for Supergirl. You know, just mm-hmm. some just some dude. The only thing that I know that this guy's been in that I when I looked him up, uh, this Warren Christie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a sh- movie called Apollo. Yeah, Apollo 18, which was like Apollo 13, but uh-huh. like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's, mm-hmm. Okay, if yeah. that makes any sense, it's like, here's what really happened. We'll see how it goes. He's in Castle, which I think every actor has to have been oh, in Castle at some point. I, I assume so. Oh, he's an Irish guy. Okay, there oh, we go. All right. Oh, by the way, we also, because uh, I just, I did celebrate my birthday this week, last week, when you're hearing this. My mom, with the help of my brother. Yes. We're very nice. Brian. And hooked us up. Yeah, my brother, Brian. Who's been on the show. Who, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hooked us up with a $50 gift certificate to Mile High Comics. So... We're going to have to use that at some point. Maybe I'll buy something off that wall. I could buy, technically buy an Avengers 1. I, I mean, you could put that towards an Avengers 1. What would that be like when you walk in? I wonder if that's ever happened, that happens at all, where somebody walks in there and they just go, hmm, Avengers 1. I could use that. Uh, maybe. I, I don't mean, have that. but that's, I think, That's a great question. But I, but I would like it. Hey, could you bring that down? I'd like to purchase that. Yeah. Or can I, you get that out of the case? I think I might quite get that. Good question. Are, we, are, are those things even for sale? I mean, I assume they have to be. I assume so. They've got a price tag on them. Anyways, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with our book for this week. To confront the ultimate killers, I must construct the ultimate alias. Hey, who is that lady? I think she could fly. To combat the murderers who destroy my family, crush my own life on their way to consuming everything. I must become a greater, more fearsome destroyer. Hey man, somebody killed this lady. To track down the animals who prey on the innocent, I must stalk them first. I am no longer their quarry. I am the Huntress. You can listen to the Huntress Podcast online at thehuntresspodcast.com, at Apple Podcasts, Go to Twitter at Huntress Podcast. And again, this shares a feed with the Batgirl Cassandra Kane podcast. Cheers. All right. We are back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. Yet another selection from the often mentioned quarantine comics pile from Mile High Comics. Uh, This is going to be Star Jammers, Volume 2, Number 5, from December 2004. It feels like it's a period of comics that we don't really talk about. We don't ever. Yeah, we don't typically, especially Marvel comics. I feel like there's a lot of uh, selections that are not on a radar. Particularly this one would never be on a radar. No, this is weird. I mean, actually, I don't mind the story that much, but just based on the cover, I would never have just randomly picked this up. No, because the cover doesn't tell you anything. The cover doesn't really. It kind of goes, but it's like just this like sexy elf lady who has her hands all weird. Like her hands are like crossed, but they're like up. Her hands are by her shoulders. She's doing that. Thing where you hug yourself, yeah, she's but she's mouth. also holding a gun, and she, I don't, and I'm just like, so what is this? This doesn't tell me anything, no, about this book. So, yeah, based on this cover, I would never have picked this book. Oh, up. god, what is her name? I know, I, I, I'm trying to, oh, I forget what her name is, Hepzibah, yeah, something like that. Hepzibah. She also kind of talks like Yoda, or does she? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. So, 
the the Sarjammers. Mm. If you're not familiar, they have a very Guardians vibe. Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a Guardians vibe, but I feel like this predates the whole Groot thing. I'm not familiar as much with the Starjammers uh, because it's an X-Men offshoot. The idea behind it is Corsair, who is referenced, but he's not, I don't know if he's actually in this, this guy, this guy, a character Corsair, who is Cyclops and Havoc's father. At some point he got Flight of the navigator ends up like helping, uh, be, being uh, the leader of these space pirates, which is essentially what the Starjammers are. It's okay. So the cover basically just says Star Jammers, and it's just a picture of Hepzibah standing there with her, as we just talked about, with her arms there. And the story that goes throughout, because it's a, I believe it's a six part series, it's just called The Cadet and the Corsairs. I don't believe the actual Corsair is here, but he's a, obviously he's a part of this group. Uh, but we do get like this previously, which is great actually, because yeah, it's, really it, it's just the four, four quick paragraphs of what happened in the previous issues. And you're like, okay. So essentially what's happening is you have this character named Tolo Hawk, and he is supposed to be like this, like cadet in this space. What's it called? The union defense corps Corps. And there's supposed, he's supposed to be, he's a human and he's supposed to be part of this, this space group of soldiers or whatever, without getting all into all the bullshit on the slide. This organization is not what it, is supposed to be. I guess there's some evil shit going on behind the scenes with this group called the committee. And there's a, there's a. Basically at the very end, guy gets really, because he like signed up thinking he was like doing the right thing. And he was like fighting for good. And like his parents wanted him to do this. So there was a, a space battle. This is before this book starts. So there's like a space battle with like the ship he ends up on and like his crew. And he gets captured. He gets captured, but there's also this whole thing going on with this narcotic called Hyrax that are these, like, seeds, I assume, that you... you... Yeah, but they're also, like, actual seeds. But they're actual seeds of... It's like race. This race of... Tree people. Yeah, just they're called thorns, which is really confusing, but there's like a but the one of them has like a name, and apparently he's the leader of the this ver at least uh, at the moment of this version of the Star Jammers, because it's him and you have uh the cyborg Raza and the amphibious amphibious alien Chaod. I, I read that as Chaod. Chaod or Chaod. <laughs> you can call it Chaod. Chaod Ch- I appreciate Chaod. I will say this as a toy collector, Chaod, uh, Corsair, and and sometimes Raza are some of the more common figures in the Toy Biz line because they were part of like this fifth wave of X-Men and they were supposed to be like, you know, kind of detailing like the Phoenix saga, you know, because they're part of that. But Chaod did come with a little, I don't know who it was, but he came with like a little, little white monster friend that uh-huh. you, he had a little peg on his shoulder, and you just stuck the monster there. He just had to a little pick, and, you know, and, and, and Chad would, you know, had a move where he just went ah, and he threw things. But you know, but he had a little monster friend. So they're part of this group, and they're they're basically they heisted, heisted, they yeah, they grabbed a bunch of these uh, these seeds, and there's this princess on this planet. Uh, the pla- yeah. the planet's called Kinsha, which I've read as originally as Kinshasa, which I was like, ooh, it's Shinsuke Nakamura's in this book. And so the pri- the princess is Princess Sabra, which is a delicious hummus. And she's got this advisor named Verizon Terce, 
Yeah, and apparently he gets high with this guy named with Optimus Prime. I'm just making this up because that's what makes it more exciting for me. Yeah, I, I feel like all that sort of shit's a little bit too much. There's a lot of hoo ha going on. That all I needed to know was this kid. He got captured. Now here we are. We're on the ship. Apparently has been disabled due to the battle. But also too, like it makes it seem. Like, I always got the impression that the Star Jammers, I know they're pirates, but I always kind of always felt they were faces. And this book really, at least reading this first this this first portion here, makes it sound like they're not. Um, but then they eventually are because the this Union Defense Corps is, you know, uh, you know being uh, influenced by this evil, evil committee. You know, there's this whole fight over this narcotic, which ends up actually being uh, – a race of a certain dude, a race of, I'm just going to call them Groots. They're called Thorns, but they literally treat people. They're literally, it's literally Groot. Yeah, it's Groot. Might as well be fucking Groot. Just call them Groot. Yep. Tolo, he becomes like friends, starts working with them. They, like, they're like, they, they're supposed to kill him at some point, yeah, but they don't. I felt like he saved one of their wives and blah, 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 blah. But we'll, we'll get there. Well, because now we're fixing this shit. Like, Chad's fish fixing the ship. And the other guys are watching him. Ode's fishing, fixing the ship, and then you know they fix it, and you know he's getting a high five from Graza. What is this green guy? I don't. This is Chaode. It's Chaode's a green guy. This is Raza, and this is the dude. Man with like real chapped lips. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. He's he should invest in some Vaseline. But yeah, so this captain, I'll just call him the captain. But you know the captain Thorns or whatever. He he's dying, but thankfully because the ship apparently. He needs light. I guess this has some sort of sunlight thing because they need they need to do photosynthesis to live. This really confused me because what's his actual name? Captain Calix. He is the captain of the ship. And because there's like no light because they've been disabled, he's like sitting there going like, I'm the last thorn alive. So I literally thought that meant he was the last one of his race. Well, because all the other ones got killed. On this in this battle before this on the ship, but when we get it to this planet, there's a whole fuck ton more of them. So I was like, "What?" Um, so he's like waiting for them to turn on the light, so they get a little bit of the light. But they need to continue to fix this ship, and uh, well, the ship just kind of like they're trying to fix it. It just fixes, and there's you know this Tolo's like ghosts, and everybody's like, "No, it's not ghosts. Stop it." So Tolo and Cha Ode have to jump to like another ship, like they do like a. They do. I don't know if this is a thing. Apparently, where you could jump from your ship with a jetpack and just jump to another ship nearby sure. in space. That's how it goes. And you could. And they're just going to take these things. So yeah, they're on this ship to get some. I think they're on like a corp ship, core ship, like one of the the cadet Tolos. Like you know, they they jump on this ship and there's a bunch of dead soldiers there, and they grab uh, grab some parts. And then they go back to hang out with uh, not Groot. I don't really. I don't understand why. Where the hell is Corsair? This guy's just like I'm in charge. I'm a fucking. I'm a, I'm a tree wearing a wearing a duster. <laughs> it's insane. He's just, it's weird. He's just like he's got a uniform. He's just like yeah, you know, I I, I may be a tree, but I also like pants. Also, I I wonder what this means. I wonder what kind of uh, insult this is. But Raza keeps calling uh, Tolo a squeam. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, is that kind of like a like a poser? Sure. Is that uh that's what Kilowog will call the, the recruits oh, in the core. Sure. The, the the Green Lantern Corps. We're not talking about the United United Way Corps or whatever the fuck this is. So they head to this planet, I think the Groot planet. This is where they meet up with uh, the aforementioned Hezba. Hepzibah. I guess that's not her real name, but that's what Corsair called her. And it's like a Jew Hebrew word for like 
pretty lady. We got more of these fucking group motherfuckers. Yeah, and there's like the other ones there. Well, because they bring they, they bring the human they bring Tolo and they're like, all right, well this Tolo needs to be judged, so let's take him to these trees and shit. Yeah, this like the elder tree. The trees from like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. You might as well. So. Then they're like, well, wait a second, like, this guy helped us. And they're like, well, we'll take that into consideration. So, like, throw him in the south. One of them comes to him. Who is it? Well, Raza shows up and he's like, hey, you- man, here's some new clothes for you. And it's, like, supposed to be this, like, big moment. Because he's like, I fought really hard to get that cadet uniform. But I don't know if I agree with the attack. So now I just look like a fucking steampunk dude trying to cosplay, like, steampunk Star Wars. And that's what I look like right now. Why are there so many buckles on this on these gloves? Right, and they go all the way up over his elbow. Yeah, this is just like a loose like thing you put on your arm, and you have to buckle and tighten it up. That's really a pain in the ass. As that's happening, the uh, the UDC the uh, the quark shows up to I guess just fuck over all these uh, yeah, so aliens. They- so now we get a total bombardment. It just reminded me of that Simpsons when that gym teacher was like, bombardment! Just over and over and over again. <laughs> I heard you yell that, and I was like, I thought that was a Futurama thing, but it's like, oh, that's right, now I remember. Bombardment! Yeah, so the cores start laying waste. They they, they fuck up the, the, I mean, the they elder just, trees. Yeah, because those elder trees, it kind of sucks, too, because it's like, they're like, the wise trees are the ones that are planted and can't move. Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? Wouldn't it be important for them to move? Should you be like, oh, I gotta get out of here. The other ones wear pants, walk around. Yeah, that one dude's, yeah, that one that one guy's like, he's got a fucking pants, got a coat. He's got shirts. Sh- fucking shoes, that I'm assuming. wearing a shirt. Right? But this is where um you, you pointed out that uh, Hesaba Pepsiva talks like uh, Yoda. She does. Because is where she's like, outgunned we are. Fall yeah. back to what shelter you can find. Right. Yeah, but then the Kylix or Kylix or whatever, the, the guy that's on the ship, he's like, Solo. or I'm like, I keep on calling him Con Solo, but it's not. Tolo is like, well, maybe if I go over there and tell them, you know, I'm a dude, you know, maybe they'll like help me out. But before he can do that. Yeah, he like goes running for him to be like, I'll just explain what happened. They'll take me back. And as he's like running for it, He's like, hello, I'm a human. And they're like, you know what? You're with these guys and, and fuck you. So they're going to like blow his brains out. They don't give a fuck. No. And this is when. Um, but Raza saves him. Yeah. And uh, in the mid- meantime, the captain, uh, Captain Groot is having it out with these other dudes. Uh, but they're in, but they came for the seeds because they're on this planet and they needed the seeds off the elders or wherever the fuck it is. They grab the seeds. They run. This whole planet is, you know, wherever this area is, is just fucking destroyed. People start noticing it's Holo because he's a human. He's ready to throw down, but he totally and, and like, he's just like, no, I know this is wrong. We're on the same side, but just for now, because I don't know, maybe I'm not on the same. This is this like dumb thing because he's like, I thought what I was doing was right, and I got to talk to this princess lady because I yeah. think she's like a good person. So nope, she's not. Yeah, I'm assuming she's I bet not. it ends with her sucking. Yeah, probably. And you know, but, but we'll be we'll be on the the same wavelength or the same side for now. Yeah. Like okay. It's a very like space opera. Yeah. Kind of deal. I mean, it's definitely got it. Definitely has a lot. If it has a lot of uh, guardians. You know, it's good for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really interested. I don't know. These characters just seem so far outside anything else that I'm interested in. Right. I mean, I, I guess if I was looking at this from like a standalone sci-fi perspective, mm-hmm. then maybe I would be interested in it. Um, right. Or maybe I'd have more interest in it. But I just, again, it doesn't resonate with me. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't care about finding out how this ends. Right. So what about you? I don't really care. I don't think I like. I said there's nothing I that would make me want to pick this up again. It just feels. It just feels like a superfluous miniseries. It's cool to do something with characters that nobody else is doing anything with. Oh yeah, totally. I'm. I'm always for that, and I yeah. imagine that the guys that did this were probably like, "This is great. You know, I get to work on this. It looks great. I mean, the art's okay. Helps to be on the cover here. It's a very anime." Vibe yeah, it really is, but the actual art on the inside of the book is not. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a letdown. But nonetheless, there's yet another uh, selection from the Quarantine Comics, and that'll do it for Star Jammers Volume Two, Number Five, from December two thousand and four. Uh, that's also going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show uh, on Facebook at Worst Collection Ever and email the show, uh, Worst Collection Ever at gmail.com. And please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you get the show. And uh, let us know what you think. And then tell your friends because that would be really rad. So, once again, folks. Rad. 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 So, once again, folks, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye.